Welcome to this podcast that is all about funding. From grants to crowdfunding, I will be answering questions and providing tips and advice on how to best move forward in securing grants and funding for your nonprofit, research, or business. My name is Holly Rustic, and I'm creator of WeGo Consulting and Amazon best-selling author for wish-granted tips, tools, and templates to write a winning grant. Want to get more grant writing and funding resources, books, and online courses? Visit www.grantwritingandfunding.com or wegogrants.com. Check out our free templates. Or if you have any grant writing or funding questions, you can always send me an email at hollywego at gmail.com. That's H-O-L-L-Y-W-E-G-O at gmail.com. I'm excited to hear from you and to try my best to answer any questions so that you can increase your funding and impact your community and the world at large. So let's get started because money can be groovy. Hey everyone, how you doing? All right, it is time to get into this. We are going to go over how to register on grants.gov. And I know some of you, you know, you might have some of these processes already done, um, and that's great. But if you do not, uh, please have a listen. And then you might also find some other little tips just real quick on this too. So um, we are going to get into this. But we, before we do, I just want to go ahead and announce um, the new Facebook group again. We do have a Facebook group myself with Steve Vick, who is a creator of Nonprofit Ally. And he does a lot of crowdfunding for nonprofits, as well as Alexander uh, Black Pollock. And she does a lot for earned income for nonprofits. And of course, myself with grant writing and other funding tips. Anyways, you can find us on Facebook at Fund My Nonprofit tips and how-tos. So you can check us there. Go ahead and become a member so you can get all questions answered right away and just start that community conversation because that's really where you're going to have a lot of questions answered or you might be facing a certain issue and you might not want to ask other nonprofits in your area because there's always that thing on competition. You don't want them to know what you're struggling with or you may not want to, you know, ask them about certain grants. So because then all of a sudden they're going to apply for them. So I totally get that. So it's kind of nice to have the internet as a place to go in these Facebook groups so you can interact with other people that are still, you know, doing passionate things like you're doing with nonprofits. Um, They're doing grant writing, whatever, you know, else they're doing with nonprofits. And all of a sudden you can actually be able to honestly ask them questions and get great feedback and just create that camaraderie and get any kind of answers fulfilled. So please check us out once again, Facebook at Fund My Nonprofit Tips and How To's. All right, so here we go. How to register on grants.gov. Grants.gov is the big daddy of federal grant applications. We are going to really look at all the different things you can do on grants.gov. And of course, the name grants.gov is the exact same thing for the URL. You can definitely go to www.grants.gov and check it out. But we're going to look at how you can utilize your full capacity on grants.gov. So finding grants and applying for federal grants is not the only thing that grants.gov has to offer your nonprofit or all of you grant grant writing consultants. But if you have checked out grants.gov, you know that a lot of information is on the website. In fact, there is so much information listed on sidebars, menus, submenus, that one can quickly develop the overwhelming, I don't have time to look through all of that syndrome. I know, I've been there. Sometimes I go there and I just, there's so much information actually makes it 
in a sense, non-user friendly. So I'm gonna break down what I like to use and what's really efficient um, and what they have to offer just at a snapshot so you can understand what the full capacity is um, that they have to offer, but also not get overwhelmed and just not even look into it because it's just too much noise. It's a very busy website. I know they're trying to tone this down, but that's what happens, you know, on certain bureaucratic levels when there's so much information. Sometimes it's just adding, adding, adding um, instead of really minimizing so you can actually utilize very specific and strategic ways to move forward. And that is the goal for this Grant Writing and Funny podcast. It's to not overwhelm you with 5 billion things that you can do right on grants.gov. This podcast is meant to break down the mind-boggling grant and funding world akin to academia jar- jargon on steroids into tangible and tiny bite-sized pieces of information that you can easily chew, understand, and then apply the strategies to get more funding. I know you guys are all listening out there because you want more funding, you want more money for your nonprofits, you're passionate about it, and you want to move forward. Let's talk about Grants.gov because Grants.gov is definitely a platform where you apply for federal grants to get the money. All right. So the formal definition of Grants.gov is, quote, Grants.gov is an e-government initiative operating under the governance of the Office of Management and Budget, end quote. If that still sounds to you, blah, 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 federal speak, blah, blah to you, right, then simply think of Grants.gov as a one-stop online platform where federal agencies post funding opportunities and where your nonprofit can apply for those opportunities. All right, yes, there's a lot more on that website that we're gonna talk about, but that's your basic thing of why you wanna be on there. Uh, Most likely is you wanna apply for grants. And of course, these are federal grants. Grants.gov includes more than 900 grant programs on the website, which are represented by 26 federal grant-making agencies. So there's 26 main federal grant-making agencies, and under them are 900 programs. So there are a lot of grants on Grants.gov. These agencies publish their grants, uh, their grant announcements on Grants.gov, and your nonprofit can create a profile so that you can electronically find and apply for these grant opportunities. You have to have a profile to actually apply for these grant opportunities. Okay, so that being said, it is definitely a platform you want to use as a nonprofit or a grant writing consultant. Before we get into the nitty gritty on specific items that you can do on Grants.gov, I want to make sure that everyone is enrolled and has a profile on grants.gov. So here goes. You need to have a profile to use grants.gov to be able to apply for all those shiny grants. This goes for nonprofits as well as if you are a grant writer. Why have access as a member to grants.gov as a man where I'm going to say this a million times. I'm going to stumble over this like I was stumbling over. What was the other one? Oh, was that the name for the nonprofit that I came up? Anyways, so grants.gov. All right. So why have access as a member to grants.gov as a grant writer? Well, many times nonprofits you work with will not understand their utilization of grants.gov. Many times they will not understand the ever-evolving requirements of applying for grants through grants.gov, like the new workspace, right? This is especially true in 2018, where the new workspace is required to apply through when applying on grants.gov. And if you've been there, if you've heard me talk about Workspace, it is the new thing. And I'll do a little quick podcast on it just to walk you through Workspace because it is a new thing that is required. You actually have to apply through it on the grants.gov to apply for grants. So even if your nonprofit is a pro at Workspace, they will want to add you as a user so you can direct 
directly upload narratives, budgets, or fill out forms like the SF-424 and so on. All right, so this is where it's kind of like that hybrid Google Drive. So you want to actually have, like you, you want to have a Gmail address, right? So you want to have your access on grants.gov so you can be on Workspace. All right, so you need to be added as a user. You need to have a profile. Now, registering a profile on grants.gov is actually pretty simple, but it is the pre-steps that take time and can be a bit of a hair-pulling scream of frustration. So first, you need to make sure you have these three things, EIN, DUNS, and are registered on SAM to be able to get a profile on grants.gov. For grant writers, you may use your social security number in place of your EIN, or better yet, just go ahead and get an EIN and use that in place of your social security number as there has been recent hacks into grants.gov. Do, do, do. All right, so we're gonna talk about those pre-steps because those pre-steps are pretty darn important and you need to make sure this is all up to date. So first we're gonna talk about your EIN. So pre-grants.gov profile step number one, the EIN. The employer identification number, EIN, and you'll hear me referring it to the EIN throughout, but it stands for employer identification number, is also known as a federal tax identification number. So you're gonna see that sometimes too, the TIN number, right? This is a unique nine digit number assigned by the IRS to business entities operating in the United States for the purpose of identification. Bottom line is you need one. For anyone in the United States, this is something you would need. This is the easiest step on the entire process and it's fairly quick. If you need an EIN number, then you can just jump over to www.irs.gov for the entire full direct link. You can definitely go to grantwritingandfunding.com and jump on episode 27 and I'll have the full links for everything there. So as stated, applying for an EIN is a simple process where you will first answer eligibility questions concerning your nonprofit. Grant writers, I do recommend getting an EIN for your consulting business, as I stated. Once you answer all eligibility information, you will then have to put in other required information, such as a mailing address, physical address, type of business, and so forth. This online application will literally take you five to 10 minutes to do, and then you can download your EIN number immediately. Although the process for your EIN to legitimately show up in the IRS system can take up to two weeks, so please note. So all of a sudden, if you're gonna do EIN, then boom, jump over to Duns, and it might not see your EIN yet. It might take a little while, okay guys? Don't wait for the day you are trying to submit a grant to get this done, because you'll see the other pre-steps take even longer than this one. So here's the time frame for your EIN. It's about five to 10 minutes to fill out the application. There's an immediate download to access your actual EIN number, but it can take up to two weeks to show up in the IRS system. Boom, grants.gov pre-profile step number two, the Data Universal Numbering System, otherwise known as DUNS. All right, DUNS is a proprietary system developed and regulated by DUNS and Bradstreet, and they, they've often referred to as DMB, right? So that assigns, they assign a unique numeric identifier referred to as a DUNS number to a single business entity. Yes, I know it all sounds the same, EIN, done, they're both numbers. <laughs> These are both numbers that you need. Since 2003, the U.S. Office of Management and Budget, remember that's the one that manages grants.gov, announced that a DUNS number is required for all grant applicants. The DUNS number is required whether the application is made electronically or on paper. But let me tell you, more and more is actually done electronically. 
For those of you who may be listening that are not located in the United States, you can still get a DUNS number and apply for grants on grants.gov. If you are, of, of course, you have to be eligible for the grant requirements, but you may do this. Furthermore, certain countries require all businesses to get DUNS numbers, whether they are applying for grants or not. So actually, people outside of the States might be a little bit more familiar with DUNS than and, and people and entities inside the United States. But either way, you got to have it. So for everyone listening, no matter what your country is, you can visit, and I'm going to have the full link on grantwritingandfunding.com, episode 27. All right, guys? But it's uh, fedgov.dnb.com. You could just do a search for how to get a DUNS number, it will pop up. But anyways, you enter your country in the drop-down menu, and then you will be asked to enter your company information. So enter your nonprofit's name, and if it doesn't come up, because it's not in the system yet, then you can click Request a New DUNS Number, and you can fill out the appropriate information. Filling out the information takes about 10 minutes, but the processing of receiving a DUNS may take anywhere between one to two days. You will receive your DUNS via the email you provide in the application, so of course you want to provide an email that you're actually going to check. All right, when you do the registration. So the time frame, 10 minutes to fill out the online application and one to two days to receive your DUNS. Okay, now we are down to pre, the pre-step number three. All right, Systems for Award Management, SAM. Grants.gov is a federal database that is online and managed by the U.S. government, as we noted. And entities must have an active registration in SAM to do business with the U.S. government. So yet again, here's another number that you need along with the other ones. Um, you can visit www.sam.gov to register your nonprofit or business. You will have to submit your EIN and your DUNS to be able to register into SAM and get your CAGE code or what some people actually just refer to this as a SAM number. A lot of people, even myself, we just, that's what we say. It's a SAM number, even though it's not, it's actually your CAGE code and you're re registering into the system for award management. But so many people just refer to this as the SAM number, I, however that ever happened, but it did. Um, so kind of just note that in your mind so you don't get confused when people are talking about that. Another thing to note is that registering on SAM is free, okay? No money. None of this stuff takes any money. This is all absolutely free. If you receive an email requesting a payment for registration into SAM or to update your password with a payment, then know without a doubt that this is a scam. And this has been actually happening. It's been very prevalent for a number of years now. Um, and I haven't seen this scam slowing down. I'm not sure why they're not able to get underneath this, but it's, it's one that's actually, <laughs> I guess it's very, um, a lot of people don't know this, so they're paying all these scammers and it's a good business. So anyways, know that you do not pay at all. It is a scam. So that's a quick little tip for you. And also there was a recent hacking into Sam. So there is now... In 2018, a required notarization process. So they added another process on top of this, which is kind of a pain, but they're trying to make sure because, um, you know, they got hacked into and there's been a lot of um, people out there asking for money for different things. And they're saying, hey, that's totally wrong. We need to make sure that your organization is legit, blah, blah, blah. Look at the video on grantwritingandfunding.com episode 27 for a quick video on how to get the template for the notarization letter. So if you still need to register your SAM before you even do your grants.gov profile, then please just check that out and I will show you where to go to get the actual notarization letter templates. All right, guys, getting a SAM or getting your cage code, <laughs> code right? this process will take up to two weeks if there are 
no errors. But trust me, 50% of the time, there are some minor errors that my clients face, or at least one, right? And this could be entering in their DBA instead of their actual business license name. Oops, that was me. <laughs> we all make mistakes, right? Or getting a mailing address wrong. Uh, take note and write down exactly what you have on your 501c3 documents or your business license, as well as the exact same information that was entered on your applications for your EIN and your DUNS. One little abbreviation of the word drive, so if you did DR period, or if you spelled out the whole word, it could trigger something in the review process under SAM. This can be frustrating and add unnecessary time, because as you can see, this is all starting to add up, all right? Do not put this off until the last minute. Do it now so that you are prepared when that perfect federal grant application comes up. All right, so the time frame, about 30 minutes to fill out your online application, maybe a little bit less, just depends on how much if you have all your documents ready. And then of course, you have to get the notarization letter now. So that as long as that takes to fill out the template, which the template's pretty, it's pretty easy. Um, but then you have to go and get it notarized and then you have to upload it. And then of course, two weeks to receive the cage code via email. So that's all without any kind of errors happening. Okay, and now we are finally, finally there. Step four, registering on grants.gov. And this is actually a very easy process as long as you get all that other stuff out of the way. You have made it, congratulations. You have your EIN, your DUNS, and your SAM. You're ready to enroll on grants.gov. So visit www.grants.gov and click register in the upper left-hand corner. Once you're on the registration page, you will be asked to enter the following, first and last name, email address, phone number, username, a password, and a security question and answer. Next, you will be asked to confirm your email address. Click send temporary code and grab it from your email and then enter that code back into the grants.gov webpage. You are now registered on grants.gov. See how quick that is? <laughs> so the next question is if you would like to add an organization or individual profile or skip the profile. If you only want to receive emails from grants.gov, like email notices on grant no opportunities, that sort of thing, you can skip this step, but I hope most of you want to actually apply for grants, then you're going to have to click on individual or organization profile. So to create the organization profile, you must enter your DUNS number, um, you're going to have to have your SAM, you're going to have to have all that fun stuff ready, and then you have to enter your profile name and your title. You'll actually be uh, appointing different roles. So if you're going to be the one who's actually submitting the grants, you're going to have an AOR status. You're going to be able to see what all these roles are once you actually enroll in grants.gov. So there it is. This takes about five to ten minutes to register. Once you are on grants.gov, you will have to update your password very frequently every 60 days. That is the most frequent password change I have seen on any site. So grants.gov will send an alert email to the email you used when you registered on grants.gov. So make sure you use an email you check often and track your passwords. All right, so next week we will talk more about how to use grants.gov now that you have full access. As noted before, do not wait until a grant is due to apply for a grants.gov profile. As you can see, this process, specifically if you do not have an EIN, DUNS, or SAM, can take weeks to get into place. Do this today because once we start looking at how to use grants.gov, chances are you're going to find some grant opportunities that may or may not be due in less than two weeks. 
All right, guys, I will see you next week when we go more into grants.gov. As always, send me an email. Love to hear from you guys. I'm getting lots of emails, getting requests for different kinds of podcast topics. So um, we'll definitely be doing another budget one coming up soon. And yeah, I'll just, I can't wait to hear from you guys. All right, talk to you soon. Peter. Thank you for listening to today's show. As always, please feel free to send me an email if you have any grant writing or funding questions to hollywego at gmail.com. If you enjoy listening to the grant writing and funding podcast, then I would love to ask you a favor. Please leave a review on iTunes or SoundCloud. Thanks again for listening and go get funded.